Are you struggling to get your project off the ground? Is the term research a dirty word? Need help finding more resources? Today, the Center for Nursing Inquiry has a guest to join the podcast. Welcome, Carolyn Fowler. Carolyn is the director of the Center for the Practice of Collaborative Leadership at the Johns Hopkins Hospital. She holds faculty joint appointments at the Johns Hopkins University School of Nursing and Bloomberg School of Public Health. Carolyn, who trained and worked as a nurse in South Africa, is an award-winning educator whose career has bridged public health and healthcare, as well as academic and practice settings. Her unifying career focus has been developing leadership and community capacity to find evaluation-informed collaborative solutions to complex issues. At CPCL, Carolyn's focus is supporting nurses from frontline to boardroom in the practice of trust building, curiosity, and personal mastery. Welcome, Carolyn Fowler. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast brought to you by the Center for Nursing Inquiry. Elizabeth Scala here, your host, and I am thrilled to be back on the podcast. Mike, today we are bringing back a guest, which we had three podcasts with previously, and we're going to go through another series today um, and future podcasts, so stay tuned. So Carolyn Fowler is back with us from the Center for the Practice of Collaborative Leadership. Carolyn, welcome to the program. Hello, Elizabeth. Thanks for asking me back. And I am thrilled. We had a lot of good response on the first three. So we've got some more podcasts coming related to these topics that the Center for the Practice of Collaborative Leadership likes to discuss and train and teach clinical staff around and engage with. The first one today, we're going to be talking mainly about a topic called strength spotting. So right off the bat, myself and those listening in the audience might want to know, what do you mean by strength spotting? We coined the term strength spotting to distinguish it from strengths assessment, which is a more formal process that some of us are familiar with. And the intention behind it was for us to be able to really in real time as we go about our daily work, both at work and in our personal lives, to spot the many strengths that are present both within ourselves and within our colleagues and our work environments. And it's important because the ability to notice and then leverage the strengths around us is the way in which we develop essentially our resources. And so there are times when we feel really resource poor or resource stressed. There are times maybe where we don't trust our own capability or the capability of our colleagues. This process is the process by which we pay attention very intentionally to the many strengths and skills and resources that are around us each day. Awesome. And I I do value that very much importance. I like how you were describing it is in real time. So if it is beneficial for us as an individual to notice our strengths and then for our teams to spot those strengths in real time, why is it hard or difficult to do that Again, back in real-time practice in the day-to-day. Great question. So, so to understand this, we have to understand how our brains work. And the first challenge we're up against is the significant negativity bias that our brain has had. And that is really, the brain is wired, and it was in our early evolutionary times, wired to keep us alive. And so anything that was a threat to our survival 
or a threat to our continued inclusion in our community or our tribe that potentially could lead to either sort of being eaten by a saber-toothed tiger or being rejected by our community, those were, were deeply threatening things. And so there is a drive in the brain to keep us safe. We know that. And so anything that speaks to us about risk or threat is noticed by the brain and it's stored and saved for future protection. And this is something that was a very important design component of our brains when we were you know, living in the wilderness and dealing with major and wild animals. But it, in some ways, it's become a design flaw for us because instead of it being something that fired occasionally and then went back to sleep, in our environments, we're constantly living in this upregulated state where we're constantly monitoring. The other side of that is that we don't notice the positive as much. We may notice it and notice it fleetingly, but unless we intentionally name it and store it to memory, when we go back to make meaning of our experiences and look into our memories for what are the data points that would help us make meaning of this experience, we find, for want of a better word, a memory library that is overwhelmingly populated with negative memories and stories about risk and failure and the things that we cannot do. And Rick Hansen, who's written a lot on this, says that, in fact, our brains are Velcro for negative experiences and Teflon for positive experiences. And so the idea around the strength spotting practices that we're introducing is to try and reverse that balance where there is this preferential tendency to notice the negative. We're not in any way suggesting people discount the negative or discount risk, especially risk to safety. However, what we're looking for is the ability to appreciate that even in the midst of challenge and potential risk, there is huge strength and possibility. And so to give you a quick analogy, if I were noticing that something went wrong and it potentially could have compromised my patient's safety and I might even want to write a hero on it, that's completely appropriate. And at the same time, if all I focus on is the one thing that went wrong, I make it impossible for me to learn about all the moving parts in the clinical care that went right. And it's very important for us to have a strong understanding of what we're doing well and what strengths are making our work, whether it's clinical practice or nursing inquiry possible, because if we don't know what they are, we can't leverage them and we can't continue to invest them and grow them in our work. Mm, really great information. I'll attest to the audience that I've heard of this before. I've read about this before. I, I still struggle with like always pointing out the strength rather than noticing the negative. And it is interesting that that's helpful to clarify that when you point out always just the negative in an experience, you, you miss the chance to learn from it. You miss the chance to see the things that were going right around it. I like how you brought up the fact that not only this can happen in clinical practice, but also, you know, with respect to our inquiry work. So I'm curious, how does our ability to spot strengths, you know, how about enhancing our ability to spot strengths in the practice environment? How does that support these inquiry projects, this type of inquiry work? Well, this is the thing that I've found the most fascinating in, in exploring this world, Elizabeth. And that is that when we have our primitive brain for a want of a better term, firing and trying to keep us safe and protect us. 
it actually is disconnecting us from our prefrontal cortex. It's disconnecting us from the, the wise parent brain or the part of our brain that we need for learning, for integrative theory, integrative thinking, for collaboration, and really for that sense of connection with other people. If we are in a defensive posture, if we're very risk avoidant, it actually takes us out of the part of our brain where we are capable of being curious and collaborative. And as we've discussed in previous podcasts, inquiry, nursing inquiry is essentially a collaborative activity. And if I am not able to stay curious, if I'm not able to say, I could be wrong about this, maybe this familiar practice that's felt so safe and easy for me is something that's outlived its time. Maybe we need to think of a different way of doing it. Maybe I have to consider that somebody else's opinion that I might not necessarily even agree with or love is valid, that I need to consider those options. And so when we're able to notice strength, it helps us stay in a place of possibility. It helps us switch off that defensive, guarded fear of failure, fear of judgment kind of place that we're often in in our work. And it lets us step into areas that may be a little more ambiguous, a little more uncertain. But it's when we are comfortable in embracing ambiguity and uncertainty and asking the questions that we may not even have answers to yet, that's the gateway into really transformational nursing inquiry work. Mm. I'm nodding my head emphatically because as I think about my work with various project teams and the ways I show up on a day-to-day, you know, some days more strength spotting focused than others, it is harder to be open, to be curious, to be collaborative when I'm in that negative space. So that makes good sense. And of course, these podcasts are obviously meant to be quick and quick learning so that folks can get a little bit of information about one specific topic, kind of a high-level overview. But I'm sure, Caroline, you have more information about this topic or even others that if folks want to connect with you, where and how should they find you online? If they want to get hold of me personally, Elizabeth, that's cfowler and the number one at jhmi.edu. The center direct email is cpcl at jhmi.edu. And we now have a new Facebook group, which is our community of practice for collaborative leadership. And that you can find at the Johns Hopkins Center for the Practice of Collaborative Leadership. Excellent. Well, Carolyn, thank you so much for joining us again on a podcast. And I'm sure we'll be speaking to you real soon. Thanks, Elizabeth. 